I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Independence Daily Travel Podcast, the first of the week with me, Simon Calder. And I'm back underground, about 100 feet underground specifically, at Paddington Station in central London. That's because the Elizabeth Line, the new £19 billion railway beneath the heart of London, is nearly a week old. And I've been using it and testing it, and I wanted to share with you what I think the key points are. So I'm going to join the train for a very quick trip just from here at Paddington to Tottenham Court Road to explain whether or not you're in London, whether you're just coming to London or whether you're simply interested in these um, magnificent pieces of urban transport, uh, what it means for you. Yes, uh, so while the Elizabeth Line was originally going to run all the way through and extend to Sheffield in Essex. It's not doing it at the moment. Um, compared with the tube, it's actually far better, uh, much more comfortable um, forward-facing seats, which you don't actually see on any other underground railway in London, apart from some very, very, very old rolling stock on the Blue Line. Um, so it's, it's comfortable, it's bright, it's fairly quiet, I mean quiet in terms of people, and as you'll hear, it's also certainly compared with the creepy old tube, extremely quiet. Um, things are running very, very smoothly as well. Trains like clockwork every five minutes, and I know if you're living somewhere outside the capital and you don't have a train for five hours, let alone five minutes, uh, you will be feeling perhaps a little underserved. The really crucial thing, though, is the way that it completely transforms the London Underground map, which you might remember um, is a thing of great beauty, but it's also got um, considerably more complicated since it was designed in the 1930s. By the way, having said that everything goes like crosswork, uh, clockwork, uh, this train is now running um, late. Nobody quite knows why. We'll see if there's any kind of an announcement. But uh, uh, in particular, what the what London Transport has done has nicked an idea off the French. The French have been doing this for 45 years. The idea that you've got all these commuter lines coming into a capital city where they stop much more efficient, much more useful to people if you dig big tunnels under the capital and let trains go straight through. And we're off slightly late, but who cares, frankly. Um, And that is working a treat. So the idea is you go straight through and that means you can get trains every five minutes. The turning around happens at the extremes where land is much um, cheaper and there's much more scope to build lots of platforms. One really good idea that we nicked from the French was effectively 
they thought we can increase the connectivity hugely by stretching our stations out. So um, here's how it works um, brilliantly actually in a, a couple of cases. Um, so at Farringdon Station you will find that there is a an entrance for Farringdon and there's also an entrance for Barbican, the tube station. Next one along, one entrance is Moorgate, the next one is Liverpool Street. And while it's perfectly possible to get a train um, actually on the original uh, railway line, um, the Circle Metropolitan uh, line around between those two stations, Farringdon and uh, Barbican and Moorgate and Liverpool Street. The length of the trains, the length of the platform means that with a little bit of stretching they serve both lines, both stations, which greatly improves the connectivity. Um, and also we're just about to go through Bond Street Station without stopping. Uh, my actual stop, uh, and that serves the uh, kind of whole of the western half of Oxford Street, and actually it um, gets quite close to, uh, to Marble Arch Station in one direction and Oxford Circus in the other. But where we are coming into, I'm just going through uh, Bond Street now, where we're coming into at um, Tottenham Court Road, that is incredibly stretched out halfway down Oxford Street and so therefore um, it means that if you're coming to the West End you've got a lot more uh, space a lot more options and well all I can say is that the sooner that uh, we stop seeing signs saying station closed opening soon the better that's um, how Bond Street is described at the moment and it is pretty shameful just a reminder that the uh, train is 18 uh, 0.9 billion pounds which is 4 billion pounds over over the uh, the, the, the intended um, spend and it's also three and a half years late Bond Street station appears to be going for the full four years late and we won't get the full service as originally promised until this time next year but uh, it's interesting I'm looking right now this was built to hold thousands and thousands of people. I'd say, um, assuming nobody's standing up at all, we are at 20% um, capacity. I'm speaking to you in the middle of the afternoon, so that's not entirely surprising, but um, it is uh, uh, perhaps concern um, that uh, knowledge of this fantastic new line hasn't got around into the beautiful curves of uh, Tottenham Court Road uh, station and I'll be hopping off here and if I've guessed it right I'm exactly where I need to be for the escalators. Well thank you very much indeed for listening you'll be fully aware now about the Elizabeth line and also about the fact that people uh, make lots and lots and lots of announcements on it. But um, there we are. That's quite enough from me. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, there's a couple of enthusiasts coming the other way with their cameras, all oh, getting all the action. Um, from me, Simon Calder, I shall talk to you tomorrow. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.